All right, we're recording. We, um, for those of you that saw this live on YouTube the other night, it is we're recording this on Sunday night. I'm in a hotel room just outside of Alabama. Tachiko is in his. Where are you in your living room? My office. His office, and Jerry's in prison. So yeah, my home, my home office. <laughs> Jerry, uh, you know the the people listening to the podcast. You know, I want to dive into everything, of course, but. What they can't see is you have some sort of chihuahua on your lap. Amita <laughs> here. She's uh, my six-pound chihuahua. What's her name? Mamita. Mamita. I mean, they, what they say about dogs looking like their owners is pretty true. <laughs> so, you know, today came as a big surprise. Both of you signed up for a second 5K and didn't manage to tell me about it. Where did this come from? Whose idea was it? Uh, solely Nick's idea. He wanted to... Uh, he felt like... The, I think, I think, in my opinion, he felt that the first race was a, uh, a starting point and he never got to push himself. His goal was to... He was always encouraging me and helping me train, just keeping me focused. So he wanted to do one without the hype, with just, you know what, like, let's just push ourselves, go at it 100%, and see where, you know, see where things go. So, uh, and of course, along this journey, I'm going to be open to things like that. So I was like, no problem, Nick. I did not want to do it. I dreaded the moment. I thought I was in retirement after my first race. But um, I sucked it up, and, you know, it wasn't too much arm twisting. I did it. So, and, uh, no, but it was, I thought it was important also. I think what Jerry's saying is true. But, I mean, also for him, for me, for us, I thought it was important to keep a, a specific challenge ahead of us that, was, uh, you know, that, that wasn't that far out, that we had a great springboard with the first uh, 5K that Jerry did at the end of April, and he really trained really hard for that. And I didn't want to just stop the momentum. I said, Let, let's, set, let's just set one up that's not that far out, and we'll keep it going because we, we – gained so much by getting ready for the first one so let's build upon that and uh, I think it worked out well for the both of us it kept us focused and um, and and dedicated to, to being ready for it which was important so let's take a step back because this is the first time I've had you two on the podcast you can go back and watch all of Jerry's journey videos on our YouTube channel and of course you're in in the tribe Jerry posts I mean, pretty consistently for almost a year now, every Tuesday, his weight on the scale. I featured him a ton on our Instagram. Nick's very vocal in there as well, as is Nick's mom, his wife. Uh, I'm not sure who Wendy is, but she's got the same last name as your wife. Sister-in-law, yeah. Your sister-in-law. So it's really awesome to see how meeting, well, not meeting you two, but seeing you two again in September has really blossomed into a influencing quite a few people's health and fitness. So the story was Nick, Jerry, and I all went to college. Uh, we got there in 1996. Some of us left in 2000. Others <laughs> stayed a little longer. And um, throughout that time in college, I mean, I've told this story, Jerry, just so you know, probably a dozen times to my friends on the weekends. I work on CrossFit, and no joke, even last night I was hanging out with someone who's a CrossFit Games athlete, like a high-level athlete in our community that is very well-respected and known. His name is James Hobart. 
and he was asking about you. So, I mean, Jerry, I know, you know, you um, aren't quite involved in CrossFit just yet, but there's definitely people taking notice of what you're accomplishing. What you've done is, you know, he really said, he's like, wow, this guy changed his life. And I'm like, hell yeah, he did. Um, So anyway, you know, we partied a little too much in college. Uh, Some of us streaked fountains. Some of us had backyard wrestling matches. And others went on to be attorneys. So, um, but, you know, we've stayed in, in loose contact over the years. We've seen each other at weddings, at second weddings, at um, other things. And, I, you know, I obviously can reference the date. It was September 11th of 2017, right? Easy date to remember. Yeah. And, you know, Jerry and Nick showed up. We were on our, you know, road trip, our world tour. And I was telling them last night, man, when I saw Jerry there, I mean, aside, you know, I'd seen pictures of him, so it wasn't like super shocked by his weight, but I don't know if you remember, Jerry, after the seminar, we were moving chairs back down, and I thought you were going to die. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's true. It, it's, it's, I laugh because it's shockingly true and, and worrisome and... and and just amazing that that was the case. I mean, Jerry, Jerry couldn't walk from where we parked, and we parked on the same block to the CrossFit in South Brooklyn that we went to without having to stop and take a break. I, I'm being literal about that. I'm not being like figurative. I'm not no. speaking figuratively. And I'm I'm, I'm being literal. literal. I looked at Nick and I was like, I don't think he should be helping move these chairs. Right. So go ahead, Jerry. You're listening. Uh, Talk to us. I'm strongly. I'm stronger than you think. Also, um, I, listen, I didn't go there. Contrary to all these stories of, uh, you know, I saw the, the, the heavens open and I wanted to change my life. Like, I thought Nick was bringing me to some sort of, like, Amway indoctrination. Like, you know, uh, uh, eat water and eat bread and join CrossFit. And next thing you know, like, your life changes. You lose weight overnight. And, you know, I was going to go to some sort of, like, you know, cult event in Brooklyn. Like, first of all, you on tour kind of baffled me. I was like, wait, what is Jay doing on tour in the Northeast and <laughs> has a donut as his symbol? I, being heavy all my life, I've done the Weight Watchers and the other brands and the snake oil, the snake potions and all that other stuff, the special pills from China. You know, like, you know, I had a Fedra before it was even popular, before it was legal. So, you know, you I was very version, skeptical. The street version of a Fedra. But I think I think this for the for the for the people on on the podcast that might not actually have heard or been following it. I think it's important to to set it up that you know in August and Jerry. I think at this point we could talk about this because it's all out there anyway. But August fourth, Jerry, I sat with Jerry going into uh, detox and rehab. This was his second time going through this, so I sat with him to get him admitted. This is August fourth. And he was a uh, 442 pounds when they uh, weighed him in for the uh, for the detox program in the Bronx. 442, yeah, unbelievable. And then um, by September 11th, he had finished his you know month in the program, and I guess you you lost a little weight just by you know not not drinking for uh, for a month, and you were really you came to the to the seminar with, with me to go see Jay, but I could tell it was like not something that you were very much into, but you, you did it 
anyway, and I appreciated that. And at that time, on that night, you weighed 422. Right. So you were 422 on September 11th. And then that night, man, I just saw a firelight in your eyes, and you, you just said, I'll do it. And first we stopped at Dinosaur Barbecue because it was around the corner from the CrossFit. And then you're like, but I really want to do it. And we stopped at the Target or one of the Targets on the way home at like midnight in the Bronx to like buy scales. So Jerry had, and he started the next morning tracking, weighing. And now a few months later, he's just waiting at 307. So take that 442 to 422. And now starting now 307. Amazing. I mean, amazing. yeah, it's nothing short of amazing. And you are by far my most successful person I've ever worked with. And it's even more rewarding having known you for so long and the fact that, you know, you've been sober, so it's changing your life. I mean, accidentally, I've been sober in that same time. I haven't had a drink. But um, it, <laughs> I suppose it was accidentally in solidarity with you, uh, Jerry. So... Like Nick said, you were all in. What made you go all in that night? Well, I think it began a little bit before that night when, when I was in uh, rehab. And, you know, the value of it is that I was able to focus on myself and do some reading and really take a time out from social media and everybody else out there. And just, you know, I read uh, Dr. Stephen Covey's book, Seven Habits of Highly Influential People. And just the point was that if things don't, you know, things don't change, if my paradigm doesn't change, um, things aren't going to change, you know? Like, uh, and I got lucky. I went into rehab at, at 4.42, and when I walked in, there were, I had no diabetes. I had no illnesses, no severe liver damage, no, you know, none of the stuff that I thought I was living with, you know? And I was like, Jerry, you have this opportunity now to either make the most of your life or go towards the opposite end of the scale. Like, I joke about it, but I was closer to my 600-pound life than I were than I was to being athletic at any point, you know? And um, so when I went to your, your thing, a couple things happened, right? Accountability. I had to think about, geez, this is my friend. His reputation is on the line. He wrote a book. He has a method. I cannot you know, go halfway on his method, you know? Um, just out of respect for the fact that, you know, you're taking me on as a client, you know, almost you know, pro bono, and it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you know what, like, I don't want to put your work up to the to, to criticism without giving it 110%. Um, and, and on top of that, it was just like, I'm getting stuff that you know, it took research and took effort, and, and I've seen you go from a, a, a plumpy, Chicken McNugget looking dude to like you know shredded and I know but the but the point is that it's like it's like Mr Miyagi says right like you know stand yes karate no karate karate in between squish like grape you know so like uh, uh, you know I, I knew I was gonna have a little success at first because I was so big you know but at the same time um, I I felt that with this luck of of being deemed not dead yet or still kind of healthy. I had an opportunity to take full advantage of that and, and, and you know, turn my life around. It's funny to us, but it is true. I mean, we're all pushing 40. I turned 40 this week, and it's like you could have died, you know, from, you know, not, even, not to mention everything outside of being, you know, overweight, but the fact that you didn't have diabetes and all that stuff really 
is crazy. You know, it's crazy. And I wish it was something profound that I said that night. Not that I was a plumpy chicken McNugget and not that way anymore, <laughs> but I'll take it. So, so you know, everyone but can kind of... You know what? I think But it was also when, when you went through the program, I not, not to go through your seminar again, but I, I think you, you made... You explained your the method and, and the macros and the way you come up with them, what you got to do in a, in a in a way that was easily understood by you know regular people like me who's really doesn't know much about nutrition and dieting. And when it, when I listened to it, I I realized that if I did what you were saying and the way you were saying it with it, it would be effort, but it was very achievable and very and I could accomplish it because it wasn't overcomplicated. And I. And I really think that that made the difference for me when I listened to what you were saying, and I realized, you know, carbon, uh, carbon, carbs, fats, and, and protein. Like, okay, I, I could, I could handle tracking those three, those three things as what my primary concern has to be, and um, and the way you explained it was was just it was just right to to get somebody like me, you know, in into it and and going so. That was that was good for me for that night too, and I, I started the, I started the same the next day with Jerry as well. So he did it. I said I'll do it with him, and and we started rocking and rolling since then. I know, Nick. We will talk about your success as well. Don't yeah. worry about uh, it. Don't worry about it. But so Jerry, I mean, people can follow your story. It's out there. You're down over 100 pounds. Be be completely honest right now. Has it been easy? Right. Well, it's a hard question to quantify. Like, uh, okay. has it been easy? Am I, am I changing the world? Am I solving the world's problems? Am I, you know, curing cancer? No. In that sense, it's easy, right? Um, you know, there are times you want to fall off the wagon. There are times you want to, you know, especially being sober, you got to deal with things now head on. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm not going to deal with it now. I'm going to tie a bender on. I'm going to go this," but. You know, relatively, the program has been easy. I mean, it, it's like a bank account, and like you're 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 spending almost. You're spending your calories, and, and a carb is a carb is a carb. You know, I went to ask you, and you're like, yeah. You know, so one day I would find myself eating sour patch kids to eat my carb number. I know that it's not part of the whole quality mix of things, but um, I've been able to deal with graduations, and I've been able to go to different events, and and not feel or have birthday cake and you know like uh, I guess because my macro numbers are also pretty high that yeah you know like I've I've but I get my activity level at 11 go to the gym be more active so in my You're reading at 180 dude that, that that's not I mean I that, that's that's a I thought that was actually really aggressive for you when you when you started you mean you at 180 dude so that's I don't think it's like you have this giant bank of macros that you got to work with. I, I think it's very impressive eating at that level. I agree. I actually agree with Nick. I was actually in that conversation last night. That was part of it. Well, he started at 442 and I told the story because I remember, you know, you guys show up and I think we had in the past kind of all seen you have your spurts where you've lost weight, gained it. And I was glad you were there. I was happy to see you. But I was like, all right, he's going to listen. Hopefully he sticks with it. And you were asking me a ton of questions. And I was like, 
you know, the truth is everybody had the same questions. You weren't asking me anything I hadn't had. But then one of the questions you asked me was, so what should I start my goal weight at? And I answered it at, what's your goal? And you said 180. And I was like, well, that's it. And then, you know, my concern was everyone was going to look at me like I was crazy. But, you know, so I don't think you have a crazy amount. I started people at higher numbers. And the truth is we've had some people reverse diet to the point that they're eating more than you. You're definitely, you know, within a tight set of parameters. Sure, it's more than the average woman or even man. But, I mean, you're doing a great job sticking to those numbers. And I think it was important to show people that, you know, you're eating to support your true goal, which is 180. And you're, you know, you're, you're, now closer to that goal than you are to where you started. Right. I, I mean, in the sense that, like, um, you always hear these things about, oh, high protein, low carb, drink this, drink that. You know, like, uh, having carbs just felt very refreshing, you know, in, in terms of that. Since I, my numbers might have been aggressive, but I would always, I would have some trouble. I would struggle with it in my mind. When I was 356, I'm like, don't I have to change my macros? I'm plateauing. Like, no, stick with it. Then I'm like down to 3:30, and I'm like, I'm not. The skills are moving as fast. Do I can I change my macros and stuff? But I've noticed that like, I get hungrier when when I don't follow my routine. I, my my body calls for certain things, you know. I don't perform, you know. But I'm also performing better, stronger, faster in terms of like you know work and energy and all that. Um, so yeah, I mean the fact that I was cons- the fact that the it's like a way of life and it's consistent and and it incorporates every single part of food and, and nutrition like or don't eat anything fat or don't eat this or don't you know things that you're used to versus like uh, uh you know now i have the strength to make whatever as long as i follow the recipe and, and track everything you know people at work are, you're not gonna have to have that chip are you and i'm like well as long as i track it they see me take my phone out and they're like i'm like yeah so. yeah i don't know why all of that kia dealership is not working with me right now that's fine. So somewhere along the way, the crazy notion of running a 5K got put in your head. Right. And who started that, you or Nick? Um, I think it was Nick. He, he, he would randomly call me on a random Tuesday or send me a text message in town or, or something. Um, well, it was a, like I said, Jerry, I saw how hard he was working in it. And I just, I thought it was just good to have a, a challenge outside of just simply, you know, hitting your, the macros every day, because that, that's, that's the linchpin, like that's the foundation. But I think, I, I just felt like we needed something else to do, to work towards. And it was a good way to get outside on us. It's like breathing some fresh air and, and this. Jerry lives very close to Van Cortlandt Park, and that's where the race was, and it was perfect. So the first day we showed up for, to train, the first weekend, we, we literally were able to run the course that we were going to be doing on the five on the five k, and uh, I think it was just good mentally and emotionally to to have that have that right next to Jerry's house. And what I like to tell people about again, when, when the first day we started training. It had to be about a month or five weeks before the actual race, so maybe mid-March. I mean, Jerry literally ran about 20 feet before he had to stop and take a break. So he had already lost a ton of weight at this point, but he hadn't run. And he ran about 20 feet, and they took a break. And then he started walking. And then he ran, like, maybe, like, 50 or 100 feet. And 
but he made it around. He was dedicated to make it you know, one way around the whole track, which was a half of a half of 5K, about 1.5 miles. But every, but he kept going every day, and he would post pictures, send me messages. He was going with his girlfriend Maciel. They were running several times a week, and I would run with him on the weekends. And the first, then the next week weekend, we went to go run, and he ran like almost a quarter mile, and then he kept progressing to the point where he, within the first couple of weeks, he went from running 20 feet before having to stop to running 1.5 miles all the way around the park without having to take a break. It was incredible. He set a goal, and he, he worked at it relentlessly. It was amazing. It was really amazing. Jerry's always been very athletic, given his weight. I mean... You were part of the cheerleading team, right, in Albany for a short period of time. We met each other playing rugby. We had some classic wrestling matches. You've always been athletic, and you've also always been very stubborn. So, you know, pair those two together, and no wonder he can run that 5K. And it didn't surprise me. What was your time on that first 5K? Oh, I was uh, 44 and change. That's still great. Still great. I mean... That's still that was up a, 80 degrees. It's the worst. <laughs> still a 15-minute mile average, which is nothing to laugh at. You know? I mean, that's a respectable time. So you guys surprised everybody with a second 5K today. Nick, you came in, what, third in your age group? I'll stop it now. What was it? I, thought, I really thought that was – what was it? I came in first in the 30 to 39 age group. I was very happy. Oh, that. okay. You did. Okay. I was being serious. You did well. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, you had like a 25-minute 5K, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I was really pumped. The guy that came in second was 31, so he was eight years younger than me. And uh, I was pretty pumped to, uh, to get that first place uh, uh, indication next to my name. I, I thought it was... Uh, it was exciting for that one. That's really cool. And Jerry, you were 12. Yes, I was. I also zoomed in on the guy who Nick beat, and the guy had like a Boston Marathon shirt on. So oh, yeah. A little, extra kudos, a little extra kudos to Nick. I think he beat a ringer. Yeah, I mean, that's, about, a, so. that's a legit 5K time. I mean, as much as I do CrossFit, I mean, if I hit a 28, 29-minute 5K, I'd be very pumped. I'm not a great runner. So that's, that's really well. So And now, Jerry... Yeah. Last week you weighed in, you were 307? Mm-hmm. Yes, you, I was. 307.4. What are you hoping to see on the scale this week? Uh, I'm actually hoping for progress. Maybe 305, something like that. I, 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 you know, my habits have been a little off uh, with work and with, you know, with me prioritizing things. To take your story, I prioritize. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I just like to see progress now. I mean, any step is closer. I'm realizing I'm in this uh, for myself. So, um, uh, you know, so I, I'm not. It's funny. I, I, I yeah, you know, three five, something like that. Maybe uh, I'm trending a little high right now. But but can, can I tell you? Can I? I just want to. I think it's important to to point out that the the change in Jerry is not just. Like, we've been best friends for 20-something years. I mean, and I've seen him go through different stages in his life and different things. And 
And I got to tell you, the the difference this time is that I, I know he he's really he's really entrenched and really focused and really into this whole health as a priority thing for him and changing changing his life. I mean, he's been the last couple of weeks have been very tough. There's been other things going on with work and, and domestic stuff, but he hasn't lost focus. He's he's worked hard. He's he's helped other friends that we have out with certain things, which takes time and a, a way found time to prioritize his health, which has been amazing. And even for this 5K, the second one that we just ran today, he he didn't get a chance to really train like he had for the first one, but he still was, he said he was going to do it, and then he showed up and he's fucking waiting for me, he's always waiting for me, because I'm always a few minutes late trying to pick him up, but he's ready to go, and even the last couple days, I never thought like he wasn't going to show up, but in the past, it would always have been a question. Oh, Jerry, I haven't talked to Jerry in two, three days. I haven't checked in with him 27 times. Is he really going to show up? Is he really going to be ready at 7 in the morning to pick him up? I don't have those worries anymore because I know not only is he going to be ready, he's going to be waiting for me because he's going to be ready early. And that's and that's what happened today. So it's a total, total change, which is amazing. Well, And I'm, I'm so happy for my boy, man. I really am. You know, I, I wish I could take all the credit, but... I think, you know, your nutrition and your health plays a big role, but certainly you're doing other things and you have other great influences and support system in your life. But I think, you know, when your health is getting dialed in, it's a lot easier to make other other areas that are worse stress and worse something that could derail you uh, not matter as much. Uh, the question I wanted to ask you, though, is has it been challenging? Because this is a, something that a lot of people deal with. When they first start, they see a significant drop on the scale, and then it starts to slow down. How has right. that affected you? Um, I think I learned how to deal with it. I learned how to like pace myself in terms of. I remember if I was in a, if I was in a number group for more than two and a half weeks or three weeks, I'd get a, I'd get disappointed. Like, oh, I'm three sixty one, three sixty four, like. If I was still in the 360s for for more than three weeks, I'd say I'm not working hard enough, you know. But but then I stop and I look back and I'm like, wait, you know, I conquered that. I conquered that all. Like I'm a, I'm on the doorstep of 299, you know, and I haven't been 299 since maybe 2002, 2003. Like um, you, you can't throw out the baby with the bathwater, man. You can't think like, oh, you know, it's slow this week. You know, like I lost one pound this week, right? Normally I have 150, 200 likes, compliments. I like 26. Not that I keep counting. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't have that gladiator. I didn't have that gladiator moment of like it was all this weight, you know. But at the end of the day, it's like I lost this weight, you know. Like that's fine, you know. I, I there are times when I would go to the and it's like the it's like the running. You go to the track, and not every single week you're going to get better. I go to the bench press, and not every single week am I lifting two pounds more. Or getting the five or six reps that I want. You know, some days I can't do two, I'll fail out. And I'm like, what's going on? Am I any worse than last time? It just happens. You deal with failure, you know? Like, uh, the, the whole thing is that you try to win more days than you lose. You know, you try to, to, to you know, to, to just take the whole, the whole journey and not, 
get discouraged, you know, push it aside and just, you know, start all over again. And, and you know, it's just, yeah, it becomes difficult. But at the same time, if you want it bad enough for, you know, why would you not, why would I not walk the last point one miles after I've already not gotten a better time than I did the week before? Because you know what? People are counting on me to run and I deserve to run, you know, like it's, it's one of those things where, all right, so I'm not losing, you know, I'm losing ounces. Okay, keep it moving. You know, I'm still losing. Like, you know, the, the, the point is that it eventually they'll get over, I'll get over a hurdle and I'll start, you know, once I start getting my dips, once I start to being able to burn more calories, things will change and I'll be able to burn quicker or something, you know, but you still got to go through the process for that to happen. Well, uh, I think if you really were to stop and listen to everything you're saying, you are making daily wins. Your just desire for those wins to be so substantial sometimes makes you, you know, overlook the fact that they are actual wins. You know, every pound down, every ounce down, every time you're running, every time you're benching, those are all wins. It's easy to overlook that. Doesn't seem like progress, but it is progress. I mean, the fact that you now can basically pick up and run a 5K whenever your buddy asks you to is something you couldn't do. You know, so you're, you definitely are continuing to make wins. And I'm sure when you post that first picture at 299, you'll get more than 126 likes. So <laughs> <laughs> the internet will explode. How, how have other things been? How has, has it affected your relationship with your girlfriend? It's good. We're, we're like, we're, you know, we're like a partner. You know, we're partners and stuff. Like she tracks, I track. Like she gets, she did two uh, two minutes better on her on her uh, run today. Um, and this was a grueling track. The the, the Riverdale like uh, uh, Van Cortland is just an oval, just a straight oval, no peaks and valleys. We had three bridges in this one and a, a couple of like challenges. You know, there was humid about terrain. It was just a a weird race today. Um, they didn't have a bathroom open, so I ran with a brick in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's true. It's very true. It was just an odd, tough race, you know. Uh, but not that. My girlfriend's doing great, man. She's working out. She's she's benching, uh, you know, like 40 pounds. Like, no, she's uh, squatting like 40 pounds more than her body weight um, wow. for reps. She's, she's, she's lifting like high school boy weight in terms of uh, – uh, incline dumbbell presses like 45s like you know it's one of those things where it's like it's cool to see her her make gains and and, and get stronger and all that all right uh, just just tell how you're getting it in a lot more these days. all right yes <laughs> that's really what we want i think that's really what i mean the, the, the libido is better and the access to the goods so, um, <laughs> well good news is anybody the weight loss has changed me significantly yeah, the good news is no one's still listening to the podcast at this point, so we can be R-rated. It's after hours. But, I mean, that is good to hear. That is good to hear. And, um, no, it's awesome that she's seeing an improvement. I'm sure, I mean, being in a relationship, we spoke about this last week on the podcast, where your significant other is supportive and tracking with you makes it that much easier for you. It's a common language and something you can both do together. So... I, and it sounds to me like you actually did probably do better on this race based on the fact that it was a harder... I mean, those are things they look at when they look at and evaluate races, right? The weather, the course, whether or not the runner had to drop a deuce, all those things 
can influence your time. So I think that's really awesome. Um, would you say your goal is still 180? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. I mean, like, uh, you know, I haven't seen significant enough change to stop. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, I think I'll try, you know, if I'm around 190 and then I say I, I look great, then that'll be it. But there are things I want to do, like running is one of them, climbing is one of them, uh, uh, odd things like that. Like, I saw that French guy save the, the baby, and I'm like, I would love to be able to like, climb, but I first have to do a pull-up, you know? Like, uh, um, no, I mean, like, things that, that are metrics for strength. Like, what does 350-pound benching matter if if I can't pull myself off a cliff or just something, you know? Um, right. So, so I... And body weight, yeah, it's a number, but at the same time, you know, my body fat is going down, things are working out, so, uh, but yeah, as long as I keep that as my as my goal, you know, I'll, I'll deal with those other hurdles of maintaining that, you know, once I get closer. Right? Have you have you been back to the doctor since you started this? No, but funny you should mention that, I did uh, schedule an appointment for a physical July, middle of July. I mean, I want to videotape that doctor's appointment. Nick, will you will you will you go with him to the doctor? I will. Uh, I will talk to Jerry about it. See if we can work that I out. Think, I think HIPAA laws will prevent him from letting you videotape me. Just the doctor's uh, reaction. I have, I have the forms. You can sign them. Don't worry. He's an, a, he's an attorney. He can figure it out. And I mean, I know um, you're going to be under three hundred any day, but I definitely want to make sure the three of us can get together at some point. You're leaving for a trip to Spain, is that correct, relatively soon? Jerry's going, Jerry's going. I'm going in September. Oh, was this a surprise? No, I'm going in September, and then for my 40th birthday, uh, my folks bought me a cruise to, you know, to the Caribbean. Wow, that's... So that's July, that's July 8th. That's what I was uh, talking about. You're going... So you're going on a cruise July 8th, and I think you'll be under 300 pounds prior to that. It'll be maybe your first obstacle, but like I would tell anybody else, enjoy yourself. You know, enjoy some indulgences, but do your best to keep track. Uh, continue to exercise. There'll be a track you can run around, and I'm sure you'll still be on the right path by the time you get back. So, Nick, I know you're going to be no, abs- What's that? Goodbye. I want to ask you a question. Sure. Is there like a macros-friendly, like let's say like weight cut, let's say I want to do like a UFC-style, vacation-style like crash. Is there a macros-friendly, like all right, divide everything by two or something? <laughs> like, uh, you know, I don't want to, but you know, like, I'm just thinking, can I cheat a little? With, with, what do we got? I mean, if I'm willing to run a 5K, maybe I can cut back on some things. You and, mean? Uh, I want to look pretty bad. I want to look better on this vacation. Okay, so you're basically saying is there a way I can crash to to lose weight faster? Is there any way I could do it macro-friendly? Like, you know, is there any... Let's say if I was a boxer and I was like, Jay, I need to make weight. I know they'd probably be at the right weight if they were following your system, but I'm saying... Uh, yeah, what? I mean, you're certainly not asking a, a new question that I've never heard, and I think for those listening to Jerry's question is, and Jerry knows enough to know there are really two different things, losing weight and weight cutting. You know, so for example, what Jerry's saying is a, a UFC or a boxer or someone that has a an event in their life where they have to weigh a specific weight, it would be a very different style of weight loss, typically water weight, to to make weight on this scale. 
So sure, you can do that, but the answer I would give you is it's not going to influence how you look. Those guys aren't doing it to look better. They're doing it simply to make weight and gain it right back. Um, you know, you can certainly drop a few macros here and there, but it's not going to expedite the weight loss progress enough I mean, that it would be worth month, it. You have a month and you have six weeks before the, well, five or six weeks before the trip, dude. I mean, you'll be, I think you'll be, you know, solidly under 300 by then. I think that's a, that's a great, that's a great accomplishment to get and a great goal to have before, uh, before you go on a cruise for a couple days, you know, that'd be, so I, I'm not the expert, but just as your friend who's been working with you last several months on this, I, Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> maybe the activity level, turn it up from like 11 to a 13, maybe work out a bit more. And, yeah, if you exercise you know. a little more, again, because other people have this question, it'll just speed up a little bit. But, you know, the, the beauty and the downfall to, to the way we approach it is it's slow, steady weight loss, but it's going to stay off forever. You know, people that typically do that, do that. They lose weight. The truth is they don't look any better on the beach. They just weigh a little less. Typically, it's water weight anyway. You know, it's like they say about planting a tree. When's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the next best time? Right now. You know, so at least you started almost a year ago. It'd be better than trying to start five weeks out from being on vacation. So keep doing what you're doing is the lesson, but... We both know we will get texts from Nick as soon as we get off this call if we don't spend at least a few minutes talking about his progress over the last that's year. Bull- that's a load of bullshit. <laughs> no, I, I, never, I never make it a point of it. I'm totally secondary in this whole Guys, thing. Guys, what about me? What about me? Oh, so- <laughs> okay, don't, don't get me started. I have video of you that you don't want posted on your, on your tribe. I will post that shit right away. Dealing with the past part of my recovery. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, Nick, but I do want to hear because I want to hear about your progress. You were at the same seminar. Your progress started much slower than Jerry's in the sense that you weren't quite a hundred percent committed, but now, you know, when you started, what was your weight? Well, I was at two I was at two oh five when I on September eleventh. I was at two oh five I had been 212 earlier that year, so um, and that that was really heavy for me. So I was so I really was at 212 was my was my top weight, and I was 205 when I saw you, and uh, and this week I was 183.4. So I'm down over almost 21 pounds since since September 11th. And almost thirty pounds from my max weight earlier, earlier last year. So and it's been consistent, so just staying off. Well, the biggest thing for me is just being consistent with the tracking. And I texted Jerry. I should text it to you. My uh, my my Fitness Pal, you know, weight scale over the last seven eight months, and I went down good amount right away the first month or two probably went down about 10 pounds essentially from 205 to 195 and then it was like thanksgiving and christmas and the holidays and and i really didn't 
lose a lot of weight, but I kept tracking. And even if I had bad weeks, I was still tracking. And the thing was, I didn't go up. And to me, that was a revelation that if I could stick to the program, at least try to stick to the program and make honest attempts and, and be honest with my tracking, I, I could make it through the holidays without going up in weight. And then I started to realize I, it's really all about me. You know, I make the decisions. I'm totally accountable to myself. And I'm the one that makes the choice if I'm going to go a little bit over or a lot over. And I went through a, a few months after the New Year's, which, you know, losing a couple pounds and getting fighting around 190, you know, 189, 190, 191, going up and down. And I realized it's just I'm not making the right decisions. And even if I'm going a little over the, the program, I'm not on the program. So then I just got frustrated with working hard but not seeing the results, even though I wasn't going up. And then the last, since we started training for the 5K, uh, I just really been hitting my numbers a lot better. I've been been running and hitting my numbers, and now now I'm seeing you know the low 180s, and I'm charging towards you know 179. So that to me has been it's been very healthy and positive on my end, and I've been very happy to work with Jerry and you doing it. I love it. But, but so- just sticking sticking. Making an honest attempt to stick to the, the numbers is really important and, and always tracking, always tracking. And then you look back and then I just, when you see that roller coaster for those last couple of months, I got, I was like, this is ridiculous. I don't need to see the roller coaster on the, uh, on the weight chart. I should be doing better than that. And I decided I was just going to do better than that. And been hitting my numbers almost every day instead of like half the week hitting them, half the couple days going a little bit over, a couple days going a lot over. And once I started being really dedicated to really hitting my numbers every day of the week or maybe six or seven days a week, things started to change again. And I, I went down from, you know, broke past 190 and have been going straight down for the last you know, six weeks or so. I love it. I love it. Well, I think Jerry might be at 180 before you. So. <laughs> yeah, what right. happens? I hope so. The 180. What's that? What happens if he does hit the 180? Well, if he hits 180, he'll have to evaluate if that's where he wants to stay. Does he want to go lower? And if he gets there and he's happy, he'll be ready to reverse diet, add more food. And well, what, what, to, Honestly, what, I just, what I've been telling myself is I want to hit 179.9. So I want to see 179 in the scale. And then what I want to do is talk to you about, you know, a healthy way to, to work it. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to to work to work out. I need to be ripped like you and Frank Pacheco and all these guys. But <laughs> right now for me the priority is trimming down, wearing like, medium or large shirts that, that look nice on me, you know, like I, I'm wearing shirts now that I haven't been able to wear in like two or three years because they've just been sitting in my closet, but now they, they're fitting again and like my, 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 I need to get new suits because my, my pants, my suit pants are too big. So I, the priority now has been to like trim down That's and it. I want to hit the 179.9, but then I want to start focusing on maybe 
toning up and actually getting into like real shape. And that's, but then we'll have to talk about what that means for my numbers and all that type of stuff. Well, you know I will be here. We will make that happen. And we'll wrap this up. We are all proud of both of you. And Jerry, we are excited for what's to come. Also, Jay, congratulations. On? I posted a video of you lifting ridiculously heavy weight and reaching goals and uh, PRing and all that sort of stuff recently. You know, I didn't want to steal Nick's thunder on this podcast, but yes. I you. You know what? It's funny. Eating right and exercising and all that stuff works. So whether your goal was, you know, to get under 300, to get to 179.9, or to go from a chunky McNugget to a ripped guy... You know, it's funny that eating right works, and it's cool that it's really helping three different, you know, three different body types, really, with three different goals. So that's an awesome way to to wrap it up. If you wanna, if you wanna visit Jerry or buy a car, where's your where's your car dealership, Jerry? Eighteen fifty Central Avenue in Yonkers, New York. It's Yonkers Kia, right? Yeah, we're the number one Kia dealership on the East Coast. Are you really? <laughs> Seven years in a row. Wow. And I, I happened to be the top guy last month, so. Were you in May? So, yeah, even with all the workouts and all the other stuff, I still managed to sell the most cars. Um, uh, and listen, I take I want some of these guys in the auto business because our lives are terrible. We eat fast food and sit <laughs> and do whatever. You guys can do it. If, you, if I can do it, you know, just get up and walk around a little bit, eat right. You know, people say, why do you pack your lunch? You, you earn pretty well. You sell a lot of cars. It's like, I'm tracking. I got goals. You know, it's it's, uh, it's different. Have you had anyone come back, buy a car for the second time and be like, what happened to you? Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. I had a, I had a coworker who uh, went, went to a wedding in another country. And it was like a six-week wedding, I think, or something. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back and he goes, whoa, Jerry. You look slimmer. I'm like, wow, it's good to see you. First of all, you're still working here. But, <laughs> yeah, literally I dropped like 30 pounds or 20-something pounds and it's been away. But I've also been working out, so it, it looks much different in my clothes than, than it does on the scale. Yeah, um, I mean, the dude, picture that... That, last, that picture you, you posted, like that side-by-side when you did like the Thursday, the Tuesday story or the Thursday story that you guys put, that was incredible, Jerry. It's incredible, like the difference between 442 and... In the most recent, in a recent weigh-in, stunning. I agree. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, great picture. But but it's different. But if you notice, I was talking to Jerry about this today. I know you want to wrap up, but at that time, Jerry was going. He was going to work in like fucking like ripped sweatpants and like like t-shirts that didn't even fit him at that size. And he's like, it was a mess. Now he's going to work like looking trimmer, (laughs) wearing like a suit. A bow tie, really flamboyant shoes that you got from one of our other friends, you know. But the whole game has stepped up because you, you start changing your life in one way and be dedicated to that, and that has effects on every other aspect of your life. So for me too. So I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Anthony gave you those shoes. <laughs> <They're in Milano. laughs> so. Michael, I did shoes. Loafers. And I mean, you do look great, Jerry. You've always dressed pretty well, but like Nick said, I mean, it's just amazing that for both of you, you when you feel confident in your own skin, you want to show it off. 
I assume we don't have to discuss it, Nick, but I assume your libido is also increased and baby oh, number three oh. is on the way. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's not talk about baby. I number. actually think it's the opposite and that's why he won the race. So like boxers don't do anything the night before a fight, I think that's yeah. <laughs> Rebecca, you know I have a big race Jerry coming. All right. Well, before we make this too devious, we will wrap it up. I'm glad we all got to catch up. It's been a while. We've all been busy. Um, we will keep you posted. I'm looking on, you know what? It'll be my 40th birthday at your next post. That'll have come out before people listen to this podcast, but I'm excited to see where you're at, and I'll hopefully have an opportunity to talk to you guys this week. All right, bro. Happy birthday again. Thank Happy you, guys. Birthday. Have a good night. Have a great week. Love you, guys.